I mean, I took responsibility. I thought, okay, I gave birth to this kid. I'm not going to make his life miserable. I'm not going to run away and be this wuss that can't live, you know, can't go through challenges. Mm -hmm. So there was something about me that I have to prove to myself. But second of all, um, it's always forever learning, you know, when you're, you constantly go, okay, I want a better life. So how do I get that information to get better at it? Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host mother hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy. But sisters, we are making it happen, even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Lynn Padetti is an outsourcing expert, wife, mother, and owner of the internationally recognized outsourcing business called outsourcing angel. Lynn Podetti was born in Vietnam and moved to Australia when she was nine years old. It was a tough childhood growing up as Lynn struggled to get along with her strict parents, which led her to running away from home multiple times, becoming pregnant at age of 19, and raising her baby alone as a single mom for many, many years. However, Lynn did not let adversity get in the way. She fought through her struggles and was able to eventually achieve success in all areas of life from relationship, finance, health, and business. Lynn Padetti now has a team of over 80 around the world and growing. She also manages several other online businesses, including an animation video production business called Monkey Video Production and a digital agency called Red and Black Solutions. The success and freedom provided by her businesses has also enabled Lynn to focus on her passion for philanthropy. What sets her businesses apart is their commitment to reinvestment profits, to provide food supplies and job opportunities for people in developing countries, starting with my homeland, the Philippines. Lynn Padetti now lives in Sydney, Australia with her three kids and husband, Philip, who is also another successful entrepreneur. Mother hustlers, please Help me in welcoming the mother hustler, mothering the world this week, philanthropist and outsourcing expert, 
all the way in Sydney, Australia, Lynn Podetti. Welcome back to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. My name is Kareen Mills, and we have the amazing Lynn Padetti. Welcome, Lynn, all the way in Australia. Yay! Thank you, Kareen. I'm so excited to be here. It's Monday morning in, uh, in Sydney right now. That's so cool. Sydney's on my bucket list. So one day I get to go there and visit you and see you and your beautiful yeah, family. I can't wait. You're, you're this, yeah, I'm always welcome. You're, my home is always yours if, you're, if you ever go to Sydney. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. So Lynn, let's talk about your childhood and how the childhood sort of like dwindled into your adulthood and how you mother your children based on what you learned and maybe what you learned not to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no worries. I'm excited to share that with you. So um, my parents were the typical uh, Vietnamese, but from the North area. So communist mm. style. Uh, so they were really hard on me, you know, from young, they were just um, tough, controlling, uh, didn't let me give me any freedom. But it was also that they came from Vietnam to Australia in 1992. And so at that time, I was surrounded by friends who were more in this generation. I mean, like they had parents that weren't, um, I guess, um, moving into a new country and, and being to, having to build up their life. So I felt that I was, there, was a con there was a conflict in what was happening in my real life and what happened at home. So what I mean is, at school, all my friends were just going to school, going home, having a good time because their parents are, you know, at that level where they could just um, allow the kids to do that. But then my parents coming into Australia at that time, it was like a brand new life for them. So they were working, hustling away. There was so much stress and pressure. And then all the, also their personality was so controlling that I was forced to work at a very young age. At 10 years old, I was working, sewing, coming home from school, just you know, almost child labor, right? <laughs> and, and yeah, no freedom at all because they were like, hey, you know, well, do you think that we're having an easy life? You know, you got to do what you got to do to help. But I'm like, but my friends don't have to do that. Um, and so, you know, it was just really hard work at a young age. So I really resented my parents and they didn't give me any freedom to, to grow up, to do anything. It was all controlled by them. And so, of course, I rebelled and I ended up running away, had a kid at 19 year old. All that just turned into, I guess, a nightmare of a teenager and a hard time for my parents too. Overall, I've gone the other way around, right? Like I've really resolved everything. I've learned to be mature, mature enough to see, you know, the challenges that they went through. That's why they put me through that. So now as a mum, I mm. really looked at what was good and what was bad. The good part mm -hmm. was that they really taught me hard work and, you know, work for your own money. And, and, you know, so I try to, even though I have all the abundance things that I could give to my kids now, I want to make sure that they still work for it. You know, I always, I don't want to buy them too many toys and I want them to have some hardship like I did. Yeah. But at the same time, I am super easygoing. Like I do not control anything. I'm, I'm treating them more as, a friend slash, you know, mama mode still comes out when you're naughty. Like yes. I'm still going to be tough like my parents, yep. but it's really in between, you know, like, like what I really like about my parents, I try to use that. What I don't like about them, I make sure that we have such a quality relationship and time together versus my parents were just working, hustling away. Right. And I could easily hustle away because of my entrepreneurship, 
But I remember how it felt like when you just didn't have your parents around to, to spend quality time with. Actually, I was with them all the time, but we were working. Mm-hmm. We had no weekends. Whereas now I take my kids traveling all the time. We're always spending, you know, quality time. Yeah. That's so cool. So you had a child when you were a child, (laughs) (laughs) when you were 19, when you were 19. Immature child too, because remember my parents didn't let me go anywhere. So at 19, 20, um, I just wanted to party all the time. I still was just trying to, oh my God, freedom, you know, and then having a kid at that time too those two really didn't, yeah, didn't go well together. Yeah. You talked about, cause we've talked about this before where you got pregnant and you essentially did not, you walked away from your relationship with that pregnancy. And then you just grew up after that and went back to school. Yep. Right. That's right. So, so I, I remember going, I do not want people to judge me as a single mom. That's going to like quit school then go on the doll or the, you know, child's, sorry, like, you know, government support and her life is all over by then, you know? And so I knew that's what people think. And so I was like, okay, I failed once, but what, as in I've chosen the wrong path, wrong guy, wrong relationship, mm-hmm. but I ain't going to let that happen. So I made sure I could go back to school, uh, uni as soon as I could, which was only like six months off. And I still graduated with a distinction, like better than my cousins and friends who had no kids and just went to school, right? There was something about, um, you know, that mentality of like, I'm going to push through this. Not only did I pass it, I even like advanced more than others. So it shows yeah. that challenges shouldn't, you know, doesn't have to stop you. Yeah. Talk about the choices. Like you were faced with that choice and how difficult was that for you? Knowing you have a little guy, depending on you, and then you're chasing your dreams because the essence of a mother hustler is what I always say is for us to never waver when it comes to our dreams and wants and desires in this life. And at the same time, I think the mom guilt comes into play a lot of times where, you know, I'm not going to be there for my child and how dare I be a mom and then not going to be there and then go ahead and chase the dreams. Like how, does the noise sound in your mind? Yeah. I was fortunate enough to have always thought that my happiness was important. So I remember, like I said, I had a kid when I was still a teenager and, you know, I could easily just be at home looking after my kids or something, but I, I knew that I was unhappy. I knew I was de- like, I was not, you know, happy with myself. I needed to be out. So I would go out, but I would make sure that someone's going to take care of him. Then later on when, you know, I had a job or whatever else, I still made sure that I was happy, not just sacrifice everything for my kid. Uh, when I started a business or anything else, it was always like, you know, I, I, I want to make sure I'm okay because if I'm not okay, I can't be there for my kid. And my, I always also saw long-term wise, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice and, you know, go out hustling and, and networking and all that because the long-term wise, my kids are going to really um, get, to get the reward. But if I, you know, just, stay home with my kids I know that I can't give him the best in the future if you know what I mean so it's I always ask myself like am I happy and if I'm not happy fix that first um, at the same time of course you don't neglect your kids to like just all about your happiness right but it's about like as long as your kids okay it's okay like even now that we're we're um I have a I have a husband now and you know uh when the kids were younger we try to go out I said let's go on date nights and stuff 
And, and every time we leave them uh, with a nanny or even with a family member, they would cry. And my husband would be like, oh my God, you know, I feel so bad, you know, I can't believe we're leaving them. And I would say, <laughs> they're okay, they're gonna be okay, you know, like, you know, you can't just baby them. So, cause sometimes we do that and we actually make them can't grow up. Yeah. And so I'm like, trust me, the moment we walk out, they're gonna be okay. Cause they're yeah. smart kids, you know how to play you. I swear, leave them and then a minute later, they're fine again. And so, you know, that's just an example of how easily even my husband feels so bad, even though he's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. You know, just going out for a few hours. Yeah, it could also be his upbringing too. And because like you and me, I, I have the same similar upbringing where my, you know, my mom was there, but we, we were six children and it was really tough on her. And my, my dad was never there. He was there, but essentially not really helping more yeah. like better that he's not there. Yeah. Um, so, so both of them were kind of absent uh, emotionally and mentally. And so for me, when I leave, I'm very liberal with my kids. Like they'll be fine. You know, like I'm yeah. not going to put them on like a net hoping that they don't break. Like yeah. I let them, I let them get hurt. I let them go through life because life is yeah. like that. And for me, like I become who I am and I'm strong as I am today because of what I went through. Yeah. And yes, like you, I don't want my kids to go through, you know, all, all the adversities and all the struggles, but they are going to have their own no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And we can't always be putting them in a bubble and not allow those things to happen to them. Exactly. You know, starting off with just being able to go out and travel, because I know so many friends that can't travel without their kids or can't go anywhere without their kids. And I'm like, where are you going to give them that chance to be independent, to know how to feel, oh, I miss my parents, but I'll be all right. You know, my parents will be back or just those simple things. Um, I really you know, want to let parents out there to just go, it's good for yourself and it's good for yeah. your kids. Yeah. What advice can you give to teenage moms? Because you've obviously gone through that and look where you, where you are yeah. now, looking back. Because um, I know at one point you wanted to, you, you had some thoughts of, you know, societal thoughts yeah. and, and killing yeah. yourself because you wanted to give up. But what drove you not to do that? And what drove you to really persist and pursue whatever it is you want in life, regardless? So yeah, I mean, I took responsibility. I thought, okay, I gave birth to this kid. I'm not going to make his life miserable. I'm not going to run away and be this wuss that can't live, you know, can't go through challenges. Mm -hmm. So there was something about me that I have to prove to myself. But second of all, um, it's always forever learning. You know, when you're, you constantly go, okay, I want a better life. So how do I get that information to get better at it? So then I constantly... Um, you know, learn from Oprah, learn from all this, you know, famous celebrities and how they've gone through their struggles and comparing yourself to them. Like Oprah being, you know, the challenge that she went through having a kid young raped and all that stuff. And then, and yet she's like, you know, a multi-billionaire and, and successful and then, and then spreading love and her message through the world. You just know your problem isn't as that. So I always try to compare myself to people with worse problems and go, I'm fortunate enough to be in Australia. I'm not in Vietnam. I'm all this yep. and that. So it's always being able to shift your mindset to positivity. Um, of course, practices like gratitude journal every single day helps that, right? So I started doing that 10 years ago and that really changed my life. And I still do that now. And I'm starting to encourage my family members to do that. And so then um, 
yeah, after that, I, I also believe that you really do need help around. You know, I, my parents weren't there for me when I ran away from home, whatever, but I relied on my friends or I would go, you know, there's always people that will be there to help you. Sometimes as a single mum, you think, oh my, you think all these negative things. Then you think it's all on you and no one's going to help you and you yeah. have a pity party. But you go, you know what, this is what I want. Okay, what, what can I learn to get there? Who can help me? be there so i you know friends have helped me babysit or family have helped me babysit and and all that and when it comes to learning i'm not talking about just learning how to do something i'm talking about learning about yourself discovering yeah. as much as you can about yourself why do you do what you do how did you get to this point right so it's because there's traumas and there's beliefs and things that you need to resolve otherwise you can't improve but final word is if i could do it you can do it if I was yeah. a single mom and had no family support or nothing, you can do it. And um, yeah, and anyone else that's gone through any big struggle, just go, if they could do it, I could do it. That's awesome. Now, how did you meet your husband? Uh, on a YouTube video. So wow. <laughs> yeah, I think about okay, eight, nine years ago, I started my business and I just needed to do some videos to, you know, get out there. And I was really shy with videos, but I did whatever I could just on a, crap old mobile phone in my room but in that year I did do a lot of law of attraction like putting dreams out and learning because it was my first time learning about all that mm -hmm. so when I set out this dream like you know I want my guy to be this and that and that you know like all those wish of an ambitious guy and successful guy or whatever else because for the first time I actually was asking God what I want before it was just I didn't know anything. whatever whatever come it was any cute guys come and cool I like you right yeah uh, whereas it was my first year where I was like okay I was a problem okay what do I want and things just manifested like the fact that he found my video was super rare because it was wow. not like I knew how to keyword research anything or or optimize my video and I had like not many views but it was the quality view the view of him coming into my life so he lived in Sydney I lived in Melbourne there was no connection at all it was wow. so random uh, and I still remember it was my actual birthday. I was in Singapore, lonely, going, God, when is my life going to change? I know it's going to change this year. I just have this feeling because I'm on the right path. I don't know how. And then that email came. It was from him inviting mm. me to a business meeting. And I'm thinking, eh, who's this guy? What if he's crazy? But I was still open-minded. Like, what if miracles do happen? Yeah. And so when I saw him, we got married in eight months say that it just went bang 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 what can i say about it it's work on yourself and once you're ready the universe or god will just give it to you so randomly yeah. you don't have to try <laughs> yeah. right it's so true everything in life is like that i i notice and when i and even like looking back when i did not know that that actually can happen like manifesting and the law of attraction revisiting my past and thinking, oh my gosh, I said at night, because, you know, growing up, my escape in my mind, the only place I could escape to is my mind, right? Because yeah. our imagination is, and I, I didn't even think of it this way, but our imagination can go so, it's unlimited, can go so very far. And my escape when the household was a turmoil. Yeah was at nine years old, I, I remember, and maybe I've done this when I was younger, but I know that I can vividly remember at nine years old that when the household 
was in turmoil in the Philippines, I would think about coming to America. I would yeah. think about, you know, Disneyland. And I would think about like all the things that you see on television. Yeah. And then, and then, I don't know, 11, 12 years later, I come to America with my parents and I, I had um, already known that my grandmother was sponsoring them, but because it'd been too long, like nobody really expected it to ever come. And yeah. so I would just like really dive deep into my own mind. And, yeah. and so that's one. And then number two is when I came to America, I had a really bad adversity, like a nightmare. And I was sued I, through insurance, um, not having insurance because my dad was, you know, did not maintain insurance and didn't really know what he was doing. And so I just said, one day I'm going to become an insurance professional. My father never had somebody that will educate immigrants, somebody that will t tell everybody and take some time to educate people. And then eight years later, I became one, you know, like, yeah, like I'm, you know, at that point, I still didn't, I, like you, I just started really my journey into this whole personal development and really having so many aha moments in life. Yeah looking back. So it's just been such a wonderful journey to understand that life really works like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Likewise. So I look back, uh, cause I, when I saw the movie, the secret on TV, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my God, that's what I've been doing. I didn't know there's such a thing called the secret or the law of attraction, but like you, as a kid, I would always daydream and I would imagine things. And, you know, I remember when I was sewing for my mom in my mind, I was just always thinking about, you know, as much as I was representing my parents, I was always thinking today that I had so much money, I could go to the bank and just like pay off their house as a, as a surprise. And, you know, just imagine all these things. And I have even also visual, like when I did a scholarship in year 10, I even saw myself walking through the school and as if I've already been, I've got that, like I'm, I'm, I'm in that school. And then when I got the scholarship, I was like, yeah, I knew that somehow. But anyway, all that was just self-discovery versus um, when you, when I saw the secret, I was like, Oh, it is, yeah, every, other people think like this too. Yeah. 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 You knew that because it's already happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza, he says that what your brain doesn't know if it, if it's happening in reality or not, but when you play the movie in your brain, it thinks that it's happened. All yeah. you're really doing after it's finally manifested is executing what you've been doing in your mind. Yeah. Mind blown, like mind blown, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. holy cow. Yep, yep. That was my eight years ago when I discovered all this mind stuff and, and vision board and just imagining, I was like blown away. Yeah. So cool. So tell me about your, your work and your vision and your mission in what you do now, because we all know as an entrepreneur, we don't just do it to make money. We do it to make an impact and difference in this world. And when you become a parent, you have a different lenses and how you see the world and how you serve the world. Yeah. So I, I was lucky 
lucky to sort of stumble across outsourcing and, you know, working with overseas staff, especially people in the Philippines, your kind of people. And um, I fell in love with it because I realized, oh my God, it's like I get to help people in developing country who were left behind, right? Like I was fortunate to move to Australia and my life has changed, but we obviously can't just take everybody from another country over. But what I really love about my line of work, which means what I do is I recruit um, virtual assistants or people living in, a, in developing countries to do marketing admin work for clients in Australia. So in a sense, I love it because they get to earn a good living, but still be with their family because not everyone wants to move to a new country and, and have no friend, friends and family. And to be honest, when you move to a new country, you work like a dog and you know, you yes. really hard as well. And so they get to be where they are and make a good living. And then I also try to empower them to see that it's not just you making a good living. How can you make your country better? So we do charity projects and we have um, computer programs for, um, you know, other kids who are, you know, from disadvantaged homes and things. So we try to embed some charity work in there so that the VAs that join us, they're not coming in, oh, because you're going to pay me well. It's like, how can I continue this ripple effect of helping my country get better? So the next generation would be able to, you know, have an opportunity to be a VA as well. And so that my vision for the future is really how can I get more businesses to think social, think how they can make a social impact. So instead of going, where can I get the cheapest thing done and who's going to work the hardest for me? It's like, how can I have someone help me free up my time and help me grow my business? But at the same time, I know that I'm helping another family. I'm helping a country to improve themselves. And so my big vision overall is like, you know, eventually, I don't know whether I'm going to have a platform of, uh, you know, be able to offer more services, more, um, you know, and then uh, yeah, just allow clients to have, because right now we only have sort of two services, um, part-time or full-time. Well, technically it's one service, um, you know, hiring a VA or not, or not, but just less hours or more hours. But I want to be able to do more, right? Because more, more services means that more people um, would be able to be hired and more clients would come on board to hire something that they need, as well as more countries right now. I mean, my own company, I have people from Singapore, Indonesia and all that. But for clients, we currently hire in the Philippines just because it's easier for infrastructure and we know um, because we try to get team leaders to organize catch up, real catch up with one another and stuff like that. So it's just easy for us to to do it that way. But overall, my goal is to to help everybody, not just the Philippines. Yeah. So what is your favorite part in what you're doing? My favorite part is being a leader to really inspire people uh, because when, especially now that I've got more opportunities to do video content because I have a team now, you know, I've hired some more local staff who sort of taken over some of my roles like marketing or sales and things. So I'm more free to create content, content that I love, that I know that it will inspire people. So I've taken my stories as, you know, single mom or, as you know wanting to be entrepreneur and and being able to work from home i'm just using my time to spread yeah to share what i know and share my story so i really enjoy that part right now that's so cool what what is a crazy thing that you want to do in 2020 something crazy interesting and maybe out of the box very out of the box so two months ago i decided that i want to be an actor 
not that it would happen overnight. It, it's been years in the making, I would say. I could, I could see myself being this shy Vietnamese girl and never wanted to be on camera because I was shy. And I think a lot of people are shy, right? Like yeah. most people are like, ah. And so if you've never been exposed to it and your parents don't encourage you to do that, you just think, I could never do that. Yeah. But I sort of just keep doing videos and videos. And then last year, I also just focused on YouTube video because I just thought, okay, if I want to inspire millions of people, well, get over myself and just be comfortable with videos. And so I consistently produce videos every single week. And so I got more confident together with um, taking my daughter to auditions for, you know, acting and commercials and things. Cause I thought that I was too old to be into in this field. So I was sort of living my life through her going, she's got the talent. She likes yeah. this. Thing. Let's put her into auditions and things. And, but God gave me an opportunity to audition for something. And I said yes to it. And I got an audition. So I actually was in a TV wow. commercial last year. And so Oh, I kind of like this. <laughs> and, then I started, and then, of course, learning never stops with me. I constantly do mindset work and um, I sign up to Mind Valley. It's a really cool app that does, you know, with a lot of um, personal development gurus. And just the more I debunk my own mindset, the more I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I actually want to be an actor. But I thought that I'm too old, that it's not for me. And when I started listing down the advantage of if it, like why is now a good time i'm like oh my god it's actually a good time because wow. i have a business that that is flexible i could go to auditions when they give you a one-day notice right and i have all the experience in because an actor what it really requires is you understanding human nature and experiences in life and yep. you know and i'm like if i did it any earlier i would have no idea i still haven't even sought myself out yet you know whereas now i can have yeah, I understand all the challenges in life and I can bring that into my art. And so that's it. I, I've got, um, I joined a course and I've been taking acting class in the last two months, got myself an agent, uh, been through to auditions. On Friday, I did a US TV pilot series audition. That was like, and what, I, what that really reminded me was exactly like 10 years ago when I started my entrepreneurship, I didn't wait for, me, for myself to be ready to sort of take on clients. It was like, I was still learning about marketing and business, but then when a client said, I need help with something, I said, okay. Even though I was like, oh my God, I don't even know how to do it. Yeah, you figure it out. Yeah, I just gave, I guess gave it a chance and I learned on the job and that really helped me to be an entrepreneur. Same as an actor now. I remember, look, so they told me one day in advance that, hey, there's a US TV pilot audition. Do you want to do it? I looked at it and it says preferred US accent, or an Asian accent, I have neither. Um, <laughs> I don't remember uh, five pages of script. Uh, you know, I mean, if you go there and you read your paper, it's not going to be really effective. I knew that I should remember line. I said to myself, should I even bother? Like, I mean, all the, it's not it's not in my favor, right? Like, yeah. I don't, I haven't studied that much. I don't know these accents. They're going to choose someone that's got the accent, right? So maybe I shouldn't go. But then my mind said no go like just go and learn something if you get it good yeah i mean if you don't go you there's no chance of you getting it if you go you might suck at it but you might something that i did because i got to experience what a real film audition was it was a bit it's different to a tv commercial and it also made me go 
now I really want to sign up to an American accent class, which I did. So at the end of the month, I'm doing American accent. But it just, you know, what I'm trying to say is that you're never ready. Just do it. And then you'll see the next gap, the next step. Yeah. But that's, that's a really good character of an entrepreneur because that's what I do. And I think most yeah. entrepreneurs are like that. Business owners, on the other hand, are very based on business planning. And they've got to have business plan before they begin, right? Yeah. They've got to have all their ducks in a row before we begin. Entrepreneurs, we start with nothing, like zero, yeah. you know, even to the money part. Yeah. <laughs> I remember starting multiple businesses earlier in my entrepreneurship where I literally sold first before I before I bought the product. So I, I had a list of people. I talked to people first and I got commitments first before I invested into whatever. That's way. That is exactly yeah. the way to do it. But you yeah, didn't know. Yeah. But, but biz, yeah. business owning mindset is like buy and sell. But entrepreneur mindset is sell first and then go buy the product that you already sold. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 you just have to get creative because you don't have all the money in the world to do all that. And I, I think we're lucky sometimes when we don't have much that we learn to really do everything in the leanest way and, and be really creative, right? Because I'm just imagining if I have really rich parents, I might not even ever wanted to be an entrepreneur. I don't know because I don't have to work maybe. And then second of all, if I had all the money, I'll just throw it into hiring people and not know what the hell I'm doing, right? So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because people ask me all the time, like, are you still doing your own podcast? Are you still doing this, editing this and that? And I'm like, yeah, I am, you know, and it's not a, the controlling part of me that that does not want to let go and, and outsource it. But it's mostly the process that I really, truly enjoy, you know, the process of doing it, the process of learning from people and learning how people you know, what makes people perform in life and yeah. execute their dreams and talking about law of attraction. Yeah. Um, when you, when you do all the process and the steps of the podcast, I have to listen to the recording at least three times and sometimes more because when I'm editing and going back and forth, you know, I, I have to take time. And so it forces me to really listen in order to also craft my title because my title comes out of the conversation. It, it's not something, cause I know that sometimes um, podcasters will ask their guests, what title would you like me to, to, to use? Okay. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. or they have scripted podcasts. Like for me, I want it to be as raw and as organic as possible. And because that's where the magic happens and that's where, the magic, I could hear it loud and clear when I listen to it. Yeah. Because it's not scripted. So, yeah, yeah I enjoy yeah. it a lot more. It's just like we're having a conversation and uh, yeah, it feels like more flowing. Yeah. Yeah. What are your favorite parts or parts of being a mom? Um, once again, it comes down to leadership and being able to inspire. It's like you get to have these two humans that you can really, you know, help them grow and see them grow into these, these, you know, thoughtful and, and kind human beings. And I guess because, you know, having 
a tough childhood and just felt so messed up. I just feel like now it's my chance to, um, you know, give the next two human beings that I've created three. Actually, I have three now. I forgot. <laughs> my oldest <laughs> is 15 that lives in Melbourne still. So, so I don't have to do much with him. So sometimes I forget that I, because he, yeah, he's so low maintenance. <laughs> he's, he's so independent that I, yeah, he never makes me, makes me worried. But yeah, I really enjoy um, being able to learn something and then sharing it with the kids and then making them be participating and seeing them grow into a, a, a good human being. And, and that's what excites me. And as they're getting older too, I can't wait to be their best friend, to go out with them more. You know, even yeah. now when we have conversations, it's so much fun. And imagine when they're 10, 12 year old, you can actually, you know, do things together. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Did they ever, did they ever tell you I'm proud of you, mom? Yeah. yeah. They tell me like, they love me so much. I, it's really amazing. Like, cause my family never said, I love you. Never said, sorry. Never. Like mm -hmm. it was so unaffectionate. And there's something with my kids, which I think is a little bit not normal because every five minutes they're like, mom, I'm like what? I love you. I'm like, okay, mom. It's like, as if they need something, but they keep saying it like, I'm not even joking. It's like every 10 minutes and it's like even the four-year-old boy and the six-year-old girl, uh, well, the, the older one's a bit different now. He's a teenager. But um, that constant affection, because I guess I'm always showing so much affection and so approachable with my feelings and vulnerable that yeah. they just can't help to keep expressing it. I'm like, I love you too. It's just like, yeah. Isn't it so sweet and music yeah. to your ears? This morning, yeah. I... Um, I got a hug from behind. It was my youngest. He's 10. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. I love it. Can I have more, please? You know, oh, like, yeah. it's, just, it's just so awesome. It's good yeah. to have mom. Yeah. You want it to be just like when they feel it out of nowhere. It's not like, it's not just the only kisses where it's like goodbye, hello at, at school. It's the yeah. random things that they say. And there was no reason. It's not like I was talking to you and you're saying it. It's just, mom. I love you. It's like, okay. It's so cool. That's amazing. What, um, or how old is your oldest? He's 16 now. What yeah. would you, how would you feel if when he's 18 or 19, he has a child? <laughs> You're uh, that's funny. I, I know he wouldn't cause he's just so different to me. He's just really grounded and really mature. He just, he's actually an old soul. Uh, so I just know he makes wiser decisions. Uh, but if he did, it's fine. Like, I just know that I'm going to be there for him and I will support him. And yeah, I, I actually wanted more kids for myself, but I didn't want any more because it's hard work. So I don't mind having yeah. even baby, having to babysit his kids, let's say, because then it's like another baby that I can give back. I can look after and give back. <laughs> um, yeah, but overall, I'm very open-minded, I think. Um, no matter what happens, like, I don't know if he says he's gay or he says he ha he's having a baby or whatever it is. Um, nothing phases me. It's like, sure, yeah. no worries, you know, I still love you and let's deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Just, just hug them. And, you mm. know, it doesn't change the fact that you're mom to them yeah. and they're your child. Yeah. You, know? you always have to love them. And, you know, I think sometimes, and I know like my parents were like your parents, they were very unaffectionate doesn't mean they don't love us. I know that like now my mom says I love you to me because I because I I tell her now because yeah. yeah. now I'm I'm a mom and I do that within my own family yeah. and I tell my mom I love you mom 
like that. Like she says back, I love you. But now sometimes she says, I love you because I started it. Like, it's just like, it doesn't have the taboo anymore. Because I still feel a bit awkward, um, you know, to say it as much as I would normally say it to my own family, but I think I will take it on board and try it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then now she just does it, you know, it's like, I think there's just this big wall about how affectionate we are. It's not, it's not in our culture, in the Asian culture, you know, but now it's like, you know, I do it with my kids and why shouldn't I do it with my parents? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that actually. Yeah. You're welcome. So what, what scares you, if any? What scares me the most is not having enough time to do everything I've wanted to do. So, you know, you see so many cases of early death, cancer and, you know, plane crash, you know, and, and just random, you know, when your time's up, your time's up. And yep. I would hate to just, because I have so many dreams, right? Like now my activist dreams just started or my, I haven't got to my mission of helping the whole world yet. So the biggest scary thing is just not being able to do it in time. And so I try to do as much as I can in a day and try my best, but I just know that I just want more time and I hope God gives me more time, you know, to be able to live to um, 90 or a hundred or whatever it is. Because <laughs> <Me too. laughs> yeah, my plans, there's just, it's a long plan, right? Um, but I do have, you know, I have made peace with death. You know, for the past few years, I started to really learn about it more, really understand it because mm-hmm. I want it to be something that I'm not shocked about because it's part of life. It's birth or death. It's that same that I don't know where my time will be up. So that's the scariest thing. If you were How about yours? I'm curious to know yours. My biggest... Oh, I'm, I'm scared of teenage suicide, you know, mm. like, like that always keeps me engaged with my kids because mm-hmm. of that biggest fear that I have. We do have a lot of, again, like cases of, it's just so close to home for people yeah. losing a child to that because they just never got, you know, and maybe they were engaged, but they never, never engaged enough. Yeah. So I try like my teenager, he's, 13, I always say, I know you're annoyed by me right now, but I want to know what's in your head and I want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and mom, I'm not thinking about anything. I said, well, you've got to be thinking about something. And sometimes like I'm thinking about sushi, mom, I want sushi, (laughs) you know, but it's just like, I just want to know what they think about. And, and as simple as asking and it just creates that moment of laughing and talking. And I always, I always hug them and say, don't leave me ever because I love you guys so much. Like I just tell them that because that is my, probably by far my biggest fear. Yeah. And I would say, I I agree. The other fear I have is just your kids dying before you, right? Like just, just like I can't control my own death. I can't control their death. And I hug and kiss my kids the same, like you were saying, just because I don't know when it is my last time with them. So yeah, just really. It's so true. If you were to die today, what impact do you think you, you will leave? I think I'm quite proud with like everything that I've done till now, um, because I've always tried to do what I want to do and I've never let people stop me. So I have no regrets in that way. Um, I already know that I've, 
you know, the people that I work with and anyone that's gone past me uh, or have dealt with me know that I've, you know, shown them what kindness is or generosity is and how you can have everything, how you can still have fun and be young and yet, you know, be this serious entrepreneur at the same time, how you can be a mum and have kids and still travel the world and do all that. So I know that I've done my best to be where I am now, um, but the best is yet to come. <laughs> Always. Never yeah. ends, right? I think the, the pursuit or, or I'm happy when I'm in the pursuit of something. Yeah. So if I end that pursuit, then I no longer have, I think, the purpose, no yeah. matter what that purpose is, because your purpose, I think, changes based on what energizes you, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I think where we are as entrepreneurs, the most happy is where is that we're always chasing something. Exactly. And the, of course, the only time is when it's challenging when you're pursuing something. But sometimes I still have to remind myself, but that's the purpose of life and growth. You know, it's, it's yeah. going pursuing something hard and challenging is when you grow the most. Um, yeah, but definitely that's when you feel alive. What are your messages or message to your kids? Um, my message to them is really to follow your heart and do what you love, right? Like, don't let anyone else say anything. Don't let your own fear stop you. It's whatever you feel like it, do it. Just like mommy, I was always rebellious in that sense. It's like, I'm doing it, you know, even if it was having a kid, my, I remember my mom goes, you're having a baby, you know, it's a baby. I'm like, yeah, it's all right, I can do it. So I've always had that attitude of, yeah, I can. Um, even this acting thing, you know, I know people sort of like, whoa, you know, out of nowhere, like, I'm gonna be an actor. It's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Because I just can't, uh, I guess I'm just more of a, I see everything rosy and I always see everything possible. Yeah. I, I have I, I have an inability to see the real challenges in things. I know. So I just do it. And it, it. I find out that it's hard along the way, you know. Yeah, yeah, which is. Yeah. That's uh-huh. so cool. I love that. And it makes your, your face light up so bright. Um, it's so cool how you said, I have inability to see the challenges and things. I yeah. have time until you're in the trenches. Yeah. I'm exactly the same way. And it's funny because my husband tells me all the time like that he is a realist, right? Oh my God, my husband said this. <laughs> and I said, I have to send him a video on YouTube that says, realist is negative. <laughs> I'm like, but you're being negative. It's like, how do you know that that's going to happen? That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) You got to be realistic. And like, because again, like when you articulated it so well, when you said, I have an inability to see the challenges until until I am challenged right at that very moment. Oh my gosh. I could so resonate because I could hear my, my husband saying in my mind, like, be realistic, Kareen. <laughs> yeah, and like it's it saddens me sometimes when my husband tells me that. I know, I know it's logical, but at the same time, it's a dream crusher, and I would try yeah. to get him to be more positive. So that's why I've been getting him to do more gratitude journal, just to get him to be advanced in his positivity a bit more. Um, yeah, but it is a bit harder when you're so positive and and you know imagine you imagine big good things, and then they're like. But you know, it's it's funny because my husband used to be so super duper negative. 
And I think I'm rubbing off on him because he's kind of softening up to it. Yeah. He's starting to see like some sort of like starting to believe in the law of attraction. I I start hearing him tell my kids like, if you want it, you say it and it'll happen to you. Like, oh my God, that is amazing. You know, and I'm like, wow. I'm not going to make a comment. I'm just going to enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you start seeing that, that's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, another thing why I wanted to be an actor, because when I met my husband, you know, he, he, I've sort of already, I guess like I started my business and I'm, I'm, I don't know, mentally okay. I don't know. He just hasn't seen from, you know, from a dream to something happening. And, and you know, so I wanted to succeed in it just to, to inspire him because he was, he's a realist and he doesn't yeah. think, oh, that's possible. And so sometimes, a lot of times, I like to succeed in things just to inspire people to go, see, it's possible. It proves to myself, but it also proves to others that it's possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like we influence so many people in social media, but then we have to look at influencing our own family. And uh, one one of my keynotes speak was about how I influenced my husband uh, Mm. into he used tobacco a lot and put it in his lip before and for a long, long time. And just Mm. like cold Turkey, Mm. just out of nowhere. He just in 2017. Yeah. He said he quit and, you know, and, and because for a long time I was nagging him that it's not going to be good and all that. And then eventually I quit doing that and I started focusing on myself. I, and I explained that, I influence my husband because I focus on myself instead of doing this to him all the time. Yeah. You know, I changed my focus into me and making me better. And I think it just like, it's, it just influenced him to a point that it made him feel bad because he's starting to see me transform. Mm-hmm. And that's really your transformation is going, is really what will influence someone including yeah. your own family, because he sees it. He sees yeah. I'm, I'm so alive, you know? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Sometimes the only best way to help people is to be that example, right? Yeah. To show it to them and then they can go yep, one day. And sometimes, um, so for example, you know, sometimes you look at other people that you don't know and they've lost weight or they whatever, and you're like, oh, that's possible. But I don't know, there's some disconnect between reality like that that you actually believe it but when someone you really know changed their life you're like wow i know them they weren't like that before and they did it then i can yeah 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 i I, i'm so much more calm now with like having inner peace and just working on my mind and my soul all the time um on a daily practice and it was funny because i used to live in southern california and i worked um with this lady there named rita And one day I called the bank to say hi to Rita, like just probably five years ago when I started my journey in, in just really finding my own self and getting to know myself. So I talked to her on the phone and I told her, Hey Rita, it's Kareen. I just wanted to see how you're doing. And he, she was like, this is not Kareen. And I said, no, it's Kareen. I just wanted to see, cause it's been a long time since we talked and she goes, you you sound so different, <laughs> you know, you're a different person. And I'm like, well, I would hope so. Cause I've been working on myself for a long time now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, it's, it's just been, yeah. No, it just froze a little bit. Um, I think my internet might be a little bit bad. It says unstable, but yeah. So yeah, and, and it's been such an awesome ride for me to really get to know who I am and what yeah. I want and how I want to make a difference in this life. And it's really amazing because that's when I start meeting people like yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And the more you learn about yourself, the more you meet the most amazing people on this planet. Yeah. Don't you agree? Like you attract the same people. Yeah, life becomes so much more fun when you have like-minded people and we're all trying to solve the, you know, uh, help the world. Yeah. yeah. So what is the one thing that you learned from your mom? Like just one big thing that you think you carry on with yourself, no matter your struggle, success, um, age, no matter where you're at in life? Uh, if I could think of how my mom is as a person is that she's always smiling. She's always happy. Like, I think that's the one thing when people see me and they're like, you're so the same. And it's, it, you really brighten other people's lives when just because you choose to be smiley and happy. Cause of course there are moments where I'm, I don't feel good, but I'm just so used to being happy that, um, yeah, yeah, it makes it makes me feel better. It makes everyone else feel better. And I think if we could all try to smile more, be happy, that will really affect everything in in your life, right? Like you have a, you start off with a better day, then you um, you know you you can pursue any dreams you have. But if you can't fix your mood yet, if you're just more of a but I have that you know what is that resting bitch face? Is what you're saying? That's the way I am. <laughs> I never could understand why people do that. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, in business, you, you attract more clients and leads because they're like, I want to work with you because you're so happy. You know, more people want to be around you, more opportunities. Um, yeah, that's just what popped up my mind. Of course, I've learned a lot of things from my mom, but I think that's the one thing I'm proud of. But that could like go a long way though. You know, like imagine somebody that wants to, kill themselves that day and all you do is smile big at them and they change their mind. Like I always tell my kids that make sure you always smile at people no matter, even if they don't smile back Yeah, because you never know how much that smile impact their day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes when people are just in such a dark place, I think everyone hates them or, you know, they shouldn't be in this world. And then having that small smile might go, huh? Yeah. yeah. Make right. them question. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. One last question, but before I go into the last question, where can my listeners find you, Lynn? Yeah, sure. So I'm all over Instagram and Facebook, etc. Lynn Pedetti. But if you are interested in um, learning more about virtual assistant, I am going to share with you a landing page um, with Kareen um, down there. Yeah, I'll send you the link later um, for you to download a uh, full ebook that's going to explain to you about, you know, outsourcing and how to delegate and how to find a VA, et cetera. So I think that would be really interesting for people. And it's really a game changer when you, when you have someone that can help you do the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. More free time. But yeah. they're necessary, right? Yes. yes. Awesome, Lynn. All right, Lynn, what is your definition, Lynn Pedetti's definition of the word mother hustler? Okay. A mother hustler is someone who truly knows who she is, knows what she wants, 
and will do whatever it takes to get there. She doesn't give a F about what people think and she's willing to put the hard work in so that she could have everything in this world. Awesome. <laughs> hey, ladies, I am so excited to announce my new program, The Women's Incubator. It is my brand spanking new Pick My Brain program, and it is very affordable. For $20.20 every month, you can pick my brain on an unlimited basis, hosted inside the Facebook group, The Women's Incubator with Kareen Mills. Come join us, come grow with us, and grow your impact throughout this next decade. 2020 is your year. This is your decade. It's time to make a huge impact. Visit www.kareenmills.com forward slash TWI. Again, that's www.kareenmills.com forward slash TWI. And I will see you inside the incubator. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.